Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the post-production podcast. My name's Rachel. And my name's Kiri. And today we are revisiting kind of a broad topic. If you've been a long-term listener, you know that we've talked earlier in our podcast about movies. By earlier, we mean it was the second episode. Yeah, like really early. So we did an episode about the Oscars in which I sort of shamefully guessed things about movies. I mean, I had never seen many of those movies either, so. (laughs) Real film buffs listen to it and cringe. It's fine. I live to make film buffs cringe. (laughs) We've also talked a little bit here and there about Star Wars, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specific movie topics like that. But today we thought it could be nice to just sit back and revisit good old-fashioned favorite movies with the post-production ladies. Expect a lot of children's movies. I was going to say, I was writing my list and I was like, oh no, most of these are animated. No one's going to think I'm a real person. Yeah, real people don't watch animated movies. Real women watch movies that aren't animated. We don't need no animated movies. Okay. Hang in there, everyone. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it might be a good weekend to go and binge some past post-production episodes. Yes. Just to catch up on, you know, the running jokes, what's going on in our lives, because clearly that is your greatest concern. Yes. Speaking of running jokes, whenever we said last episode that we were sounding like stereotypical church girls, we forgot to squawk. We did. Friends don't let friends forget to squawk. I was (sighs) devastated. (laughs) Honestly. When I realized. Opportunities missed. Yeah. So, favorite movies. Most of, yeah, I think most of mine are animated, too. I I think we both have a deep appreciation for the movie Up. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't remember if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before. I think I might Just once or twice. (laughs) Not only is Up one of my favorite movies of all time, and it was the theme of my high school graduation party, I also used Up as the theme of several essays for college admissions and later on for scholarships. And it worked. Well, you know, it's it's good to have a go-to thing to talk about in essays. Exactly. And a movie, a, a movie that you know really well is a great way to dive into that because you can cover all sorts of different themes with one movie mm-hmm. and relate it in different ways. Yeah. Well, and Up is cute, mm-hmm. but it also just... It's one of those fun movies where you watch it and you're like, wow, like kids enjoy this because it's cute, it's colorful, it has you know, a surface level enough storyline here and there that kids can follow it. But also, like, adults can watch it and appreciate the very deep sentiment behind the story, the super intentional, like, layers of writing. It's just a very unique storyline that they thought of, and I really loved the way they executed it. Yeah. With both humor and sentiment. I don't know. It's one of those movies that you just laugh, and then you cry, and then you laugh, and then you cry. And you do that for like two and a half hours and then you want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Up just has some really good storytelling, I think, because it gets 
it gets you it, it with the with those emotions i rewatched it with my sisters the feels <laughs> recently a couple months ago and th- there were things i'd never noticed before yeah like when russell's talking about his family life i was like oh man i never <laughs> noticed that before i don't remember exactly what the situation is but i think like he has a stepmom and like his dad his dad is never around yeah that's the thing i loved about that movie is it came out in 2009 And I know that because that was the first sentence of most of my college admissions essays was like, you know, on this date in 2009, my life changed forever when the animated movie Up came out in theaters and I saw it as a child and my view on adventure and family and life changed, Mm -hmm. which was definitely, it was melodramatic and it was intentionally melodramatic, but it's also so true because this is one of those movies where you watch it as a kid, you're like, aw, and then you watch it back as an adult, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much I didn't notice before. Yeah. That's the sign of a good animated movie. Yeah, stuff that gets at the kids and the adults. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, adult movies, they they are made for adults. They're usually a lot more shallow, especially comedies, and they use, like, a lot of crude humor, and I, I don't know, it's just not good. But animated movies, they they have to be more creative with the humor, too. Yeah. So they have to, like, kind of work around that. So it's usually better, I think. I realized recently that The Emperor's New Groove and Kung Fu Panda are very similar (laughs) in their just weird premise. Uh, Was it it you that sent me a meme about those? Yeah, that was me. It (laughs) It was one of those handshake memes, and it had... Emperor's New Groove on one side and Kung Fu Panda on the other. And on the handshake, it had really weird premise humor ahead of its time and just an all-around good movie oh <laughs> yeah we watched kung fu panda recently too and i was like man this this humor i don't think we all understood how funny it was when it came out like now this is exactly what our humor is like today especially among people my age i guess because we grew up with movies like that okay i i put together a brief list while i was thinking through this episode <laughs> and obviously up was number one and i also had the emperor's new groove on there because of course That was one of those five DVDs growing up that my siblings and I just watched constantly. Yeah. Like, we we could quote the whole movie. We could do all the voices, you know. Pull the lever, cronk. Wrong lever! All that. But Kung Fu Panda, like, I watched it and I was like, this is funny. But it's just never been, it's never, like, one of those movies that I watch it and I'm like, wow, I love this movie. Yeah, that's how it was for me and my siblings, though. We'd only watched The Emperor's New Groove recently, and that was our first time watching it. Really? Yeah. But Kung Fu Panda was one of those we grew up with and watched repeatedly. So it kind of has that same, I guess, value to us that Emperor's New Groove has to you, I think. Mm-hmm. Plus, the animation is really cool. Right? I like me a good fight scene. Yeah, that is, that's the one thing that watching Kung Fu Panda now... I love the visual art of Kung Fu Panda, and I can't believe I just said that sentence. Which was incredible for 2008. Yeah, honestly, like, the animation, the dimensions, the way it all interacted visually was very ahead of its time in a lot of ways, and I don't think anyone realized it at first. Yeah. And now looking back, you know, hindsight is 2020, and we're all like, dang, they really did something when they made some noodle-eating panda take over the world hindsight really is 2020 right now (laughs) Uh, no (laughs) Uh, another animated movie that i really like is um i don't know if you've ever seen robots i have seen parts of it i haven't seen it all the way through i think that one's another pixar one if i'm remembering correctly i don't think so no that 
Yeah, no, I don't think so. I used to be able to recite every uh, Pixar movie in order of release. So it, it's Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo. Oh, um, Robots was Blue Sky Studios. Ah, uh, yeah. That's yeah, it. That's, that's one of those movies that if it's on, or like, it, that, that was one of those movies that was always on in like the dentist. doctor's offices yep. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't ever seen it the whole way through. Yeah. Robots was, again, one of our five DVDs that were constantly on rotation. I believe our copy of Robots is so destroyed at this point that like we <laughs> can't even watch it. My poor mother. Um, I don't know why she put up with us. Probably because you're her children. Uh, yeah, that might have something to do with it. <laughs> Shout out to mom. It's the law. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Robots is hilarious, though. It's kind of similar to Emperor's New Groove and Kung Fu Panda in that the writing is extremely layered. Like, you watch it as a kid and you enjoy it, and then you watch it back as an adult, and you're like, oh my gosh, all of these jokes have double meanings. Every single one of them. <laughs> I do like me some good layered writing. But robots, I don't know what it is about robots that I find so funny, but like, okay, here, here's a weird story time for everyone listening. When I was like 16 or 17, I had to get like a really long MRI scan of my head and my chest. I got like screwed onto a table. Screwed? Yeah, like they put like one of those like radiation mask things over me and then like bolted it down to the table. It was very claustrophobic. I guess that's how that works. I always thought people like slid in there, but I guess not. Uh, it's kind of different, like depending on what they're looking at and for how long. I have a psychology degree with an emphasis in natural science. So like brain scans are my jam. I guess I never thought about how you get in there. <laughs> right. No, mine was, it was funky. I was in the MRI machine for like an hour and a half. Um, it was a really long scan. Yeah. But they were like, okay, we can put on a movie for you. Like, you won't really be able to hear it, but like, it's at least something to look at. And I was like, okay, great. So I picked Robots, which was a bad move. Because <laughs> then for an hour and a half, I was trying so hard not to laugh. Like, <laughs> there's like, there's this one scene where the the little kid robot he makes like a little tiny droid in his bedroom and the droid has a huge attitude and it's like flying around destroying things and all this stuff. And it, it is one of the funniest scenes in an animated movie I've ever seen. And I'm just like laying in the MRI machine. I'm not supposed to move. Mm -hmm. And I, I was literally like crying tears. <laughs> and I couldn't even hear the movie. I, I, I was just like hearing this soundtrack in my head and I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, and if they were doing an MRI of your chest, too, that's where you laugh. I know. <laughs> it was very stressful. I was like, I did not make a good decision when I picked this movie, but I got to commit at this point. Should have picked something really boring. Right. Then I could, it could have, like, put me to sleep. Yeah. Although I don't think an MRI machine is comfortable to nap in. No, it's really not. Okay. Tangled or frozen? Oh, tangled. Easily. Same. Same. Here's my thing about Frozen. I am a person that really hates when things get overhyped. Mm -hmm. So I hated Frozen before I even saw it. <laughs> and then I saw it, I was like, yeah, like this is a good movie. Adina Menzel killed it. But I think Tangled has a better plot line. I like the animation and the color story a lot better. I don't know. I just enjoy Tangled more, if that makes sense. Yeah. I like the humor in Tangled a little bit better. It's all about the humor for me for some reason. <laughs> well, you are a comedy writer, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess my 
I guess I'm like inspired by the the humorous things I watched growing up. Yeah, I, I like this story better and the characters better. It's a good movie. The songs are meh. The songs are okay. Entangled. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the music. I really like the tavern song. Oh yeah, that one's fun. That one cracks me up a lot. Yes. I've got a dream. I think it's that one. Yeah. Tangled is another one where the characters are all like super weird, super unique. Like, yeah, it's one of those ones where you watch it. You're like, how did they think of this? Like, what drugs did the writers do before they went and sat in the conference room for their brainstorming session? Yeah, like there was that old man Cupid character. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yikes. I did not like that guy. That, that was like the only thing Me I did neither. not like about the movie. I was like, uh, I could do without this. <laughs> I mean, if you read the original Grim Fairy Tale, you, you begin to wonder, how could Disney possibly romanticize this? Right. And they, they did. They did a pretty good job. They did. It's Frozen, you just have, like, two princesses. Parents are dead. Duh. <laughs> you gotta start every Disney movie like that. Right. There's a, a love interest and another love interest. Okay, did, did, did Hans being a bad guy surprise you? Yes, actually. It really surprised me the first time I watched the movie. And then the second time I watched Frozen, I I saw it coming more. I was kind of like, wait, how did I not see this coming? I saw it coming immediately. Of course you did. Because the trailers, he wasn't in any of the trailers I watched. It was always Anna and Kristoff adventuring together. So I thought, okay, he's going to be the love interest. And then this Hans guy shows up and it's just a disaster from the start because he's like, let's get married immediately. I was like, no, not going to last. And I think... Where they're going with this is that you shouldn't marry someone you just met. Disney having a change of the direction here all of a sudden. <laughs> so it, it, it really didn't surprise me all that much when he said, if only there was someone who loved you. I was like, ah, Oof. time for Kristoff to right. be the main man here. Yeah, I don't know. And I think too, like, you think a lot about story structures and you're also a very observant person. <laughs> yeah. I, when I watch movies, I am typically extremely surprised by the plot lines which is kind of nice because then i can watch it i don't really know what's coming so it's kind of sometimes it's fun surprises or sometimes it's the end of rogue one where i'm sitting there five minutes later after the movie and spoiler alert for everyone that hasn't seen it i'm sitting there i'm like wait they died and the person i went to go see it with was like yes how what why are you surprised by that i was like (laughs) huh the movie is over? What? <laughs> Hello? That, I think you have the kind of observational prediction skills that would make you good for like reaction videos. Oh, yeah. I love reaction videos. Like the where people just watch something and react. That is my kind of format. Yeah, it's people who aren't very good at predicting the way plots are going often deliver the best reaction videos. Right. Should we, back on the subject of Patreon, if we got a Patreon, we could react to stuff. True. And you guys could watch us and watch me be relatively unsurprised <laughs> and Rachel- Well, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's also people who are, who like react strongly to things. So even when I am surprised, I don't, oh! I mean, sometimes right. I do if it's like a huge twist. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it here and there in the last few episodes- As we're moving through this podcast thing, this was originally supposed to be sort of like a one-year experiment. Like, oh, it'd be fun to do a podcast. And then now that we're really into it, like, we're discovering, like, how much we really thrive getting to sit here and chat with you guys every week. So with that said, if you ever have feedback, 
if you think we should do things like get a Patreon or do a YouTube channel or something like that, please let us know because it really helps us get this podcast going in a direction where we can really share it with you guys. Holy rabbit trail. All four of those tangents aside. Let's talk about live action movies. Yeah. Favorite live action movie. Go. Ooh. I always tell people my favorite live action movie usually lands somewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we've talked about. I love the first Captain America movie probably more than life itself. (laughs) Not gonna lie. (laughs) I like it, but not that much. No, I... I love the storyline. I love the historical setting. Yeah. I love Chris Evans. I do like me a good historical film. I keep saying that. I like me a good fill in the blank. I like me a good (laughs) blank. Like me a good fight scene. I like me a good historical film because I'm a history nerd. I have started listening to a... uh, an alternate history podcast. Oh, what podcast? It's called A Fork in Time, I think. Huh. And it's really interesting. Anyway, I'll check it out. Anyway, uh, Captain America. Yes, good movie. Like it. Captain America and or Black Panther, I think. Oh, yeah. Are Those two are just way up on my list of really, really good live action movies. Yeah. My favorite for a long time was Avengers. Just the first Avengers movie because it's just action right all the way through and yeah. i like me a good action movie <laughs> with some good fight scenes and it, it, they're, they're not distracting us with some contrived romance plot line mm-hmm. it's just banding everybody together to save the world from a bunch of aliens and it's like oh yeah let's do this yeah the first avengers was my favorite live action movie for a really long time mm-hmm. and after a while i felt like i kind of wasn't allowed to have the first Avengers is my favorite live action movie. You know what I mean? Because so many people love the Avengers and love the MCU that I was like, oh, like, is it too cliche to say that my favorite movie is the first Avengers? But again, definitely up there on my list of favorite live action movies. See, I liked the Avengers because of all of the action and the lack of absolutely clear storyline. And Avengers is one of those ones where the plot just goes super fast and and you're super engaged and they've got all of these subplots Mm -hmm. that intertwine so beautifully like the pace of the movie is perfect well and i think in the in the young teenage girls demographic i i like pointed out that i liked the avengers a lot because everyone else my age all the other girls my age only liked the avengers for the boys or they didn't like it because there was no story or no romance or whatever i was like nah I liked the action. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm different, okay? Speaking of another kind of action-ish movie, or at least a movie with action in it, I only watched this movie, like, within the last few years, but I really enjoy the movie Inception. Again. Yeah, I only saw that once, but it was and it was in the theater, mm-hmm. and I was having an allergy attack in the middle of <laughs> the movie. Also, you you would have been like eleven, so no, I wasn't. I think I was because it came out in two thousand ten. I was having an allergy attack in the middle of the movie. I'm not thinking of Inception. I am thinking of Interstellar. Ah, that is different. I that one I was fifteen. Also or a good movie though. I have not seen Inception. Inception. Okay. Um, let me paint a picture for you. Leonardo DiCaprio in a super ugly suit that he somehow still looks hot in. Christopher Nolan's amazing writing skills Mm -hmm. and a movie that makes you feel like you're hallucinating for like two hours. Awesome. Yes. Interstellar kind of had that same vibe too. 
It did. Christopher Nolan just keeps making the same movies over and over again with different, slightly different yeah. plot changes and different the casts. The ones that just, like, they suck you in so yeah. thoroughly because you have no idea what's going on most of the time, but you're along for the ride and you love it. Yeah, I haven't seen Tenet yet, but it seems like kind of the same mm-hmm. idea, trippy, lots of action. We should go see Tenet together once you move up here. I know. That would be so we cute. Should. Yes. Obviously with masks and social distancing, but yes. that would be a very fun friend outing. Yeah. Am I allowed to talk about dirty dancing on this podcast? Sure. Okay. Okay, brief disclaimer. Dirty Dancing is a movie that should not be viewed by minors, actually by young people. Um anyhow. <laughs> inappropriate content warning. Dirty Dancing, kind of a sacrilegious movie, amazing music, great acting. I really like Dirty Dancing, even though it's just, like, it's oozing with, like, this weird, like, romantic oozing. energy. It's it's oozing. Oozing is the right word, I promise. <laughs> but I really like Dirty Dancing. It is one of my favorite dancing musical-type movies, you know what I mean? Hey, guess what? What? I like me a good dance movie. Yeah? I haven't seen very many of them, though, but... I love watching well-choreographed dances. Right? It's like Step Up is one of those that I want to watch. I love Step Up. (laughs) It is so cute. Aren't there like five movies? There's a lot. I've only seen the first one. Let's let's look it up. How many Step Up movies are there? How many? Step Up. Yeah. First result. Six. There are six Step Up movies. Holy cow. Who okayed that? I, I imagine only like... One or two of them are with Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. Right. You can't afford that much of Channing Tatum. No. Sometimes I like watching dance competitions on TV, or not not even on TV, on YouTube. Right. I go back and watch the YouTube clips that are just the dances without all the drama. I've always loved shows like um, So You Think You Can Dance. What are some other live action movies you like? Well, there's always Star Wars. I appreciate... Revenge of the Sith for how freaking ridiculous it is. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people appreciate it. There's no way to say what the best Star Wars movie is. And no matter what I say, some Star Wars it's nerd wrong. is going to write an essay for why I'm wrong. And personally, I don't care. But I like most of them. I dislike some of them. But I will say the original trilogy, all three of those are good. Yeah, I agree. I can't lie to you, I don't love Luke's character at the beginning of the original trilogy. Like, that was a little off-putting for me, but overall, I've seen the original trilogy so many times because they're just timelessly good movies. Yeah. I mean, Luke is a whiny, kind of impulsive, arrogant teenager, and everyone loved him. And then young Anakin Skywalker had many of the same traits and everyone hated him, so yeah. I don't like it when people have a problem with Anakin Skywalker not being perfect. Right, especially because Luke is so imperfect and Han is so imperfect. And even Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are not perfect. No, they're not. As far as the prequels are concerned, I don't think I would look at them with quite as much appreciation if the Clone Wars series didn't exist. That's fair. Because because that TV show, y'all need to watch the Clone Wars. It It does so much good for the prequels. It gives so much depth to the characters and it sets up Anakin's fall so well like it's it's inevitable because they just layer on reasons (laughs) that he could just betray the Jedi Order and all of his friends like that and it's gradual too yeah it is 
It's a really gradual slide. It's kind of that, like, Rome wasn't built in a day, except more like Rome wasn't destroyed in a day. Yeah, because if you jump straight from Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith, it's like he had a dream about his wife dying, so he turned evil. It's like, what? Why why didn't he just accept that a dream is a dream or just, like, not talk to evil, obviously evil, Chancellor who is not someone you should get advice about forcey stuff with if you assume that he's not a forcey person mm-hmm. that's another thing that's gonna make some nerd angry calling force users forcey people anyway the idea of his wife dying was the cherry on top that just broke him yeah in addition to everything that had already happened in the clone wars anyway i will defend that case to the day i die but Revenge of the Sith is still a completely ridiculous movie regardless <laughs> the dialogue is mm-hmm. a little cringy but it's amazing because of that. And again, I like me a good fight scene and Revenge of the Sith has plenty of those. It does. Yeah. And if you want to hear us digress more on Star Wars, especially Kiri. Mostly me. Because (laughs) she is obsessed with the nerd facts. Go listen to our Star Wars episode. It rocks. I feel like this whole episode is, is just us being like, we've talked about this in other episodes. Let's talk about it again. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, there's there's only so much you can cover in 30 minutes, so right. we give more time to cover more things. And we've had some requests to like, oh, can you do a like a recap episode of all the stuff you've talked about? And it'd be pretty tricky to do that just because we talk about such a wide range yeah. of things, but I like that our content is connected enough that we can do episodes like this and mention like, okay, if you want to hear us talk more about writing and writer's block go listen to our writing episodes stuff like that we also have an mcu episode we do in which we talk about all 20 or 30 something marvel movies maybe we don't even go into all of them in great detail so so is captain america your favorite marvel movie um yeah either captain america or black panther i feel like the series like if you if you zoom out and look at like the different series within the series mcu you know thor Hulk, whatever. I think my favorite series is by far the Avengers, which yeah. I think we would all agree with. Maybe not all of us, but I really love the Avengers sequence. I gotta tell you, though, the MCU is a sore topic for me right now, just because I'm still very deeply grieving Chadwick Boseman's passing. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those actors that I just look at him and think, I respect you. Right? <laughs> like, and like, in the more interviews I watch of him and stuff, it, it's like, this is a really likable person. Yeah. And he makes some really good movies, apparently. So, yeah. Very sad. It's really sad that he passed away young because he had already done so many amazing films, but he also had so much potential to do so many more, which is why when he passed away, I was like, oh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. A part of me died with him. That's not and at all dramatic. I think Black Panther was definitely a cultural revolution in american hollywood having a nearly all black cast honestly well and i think like for a long time we've been having conversations about true representation of cultures and races and general diversity in hollywood we've had been having all these conversations and we haven't gotten to see a lot of it really come to life but having this huge billion dollar film with a cast full of amazing and talented black actors was just like so inspiring yeah and as someone who's not part of the black community i watched it and i was so inspired so i i really hope that movies like that can continue to come out yeah and i think they will um just because 
Chadwick Boseman and the rest of his castmates did so much to push forward the idea that these movies are possible, these movies are important, and these movies are cultural icons, really. My favorite Marvel movie is probably Spider-Man Homecoming, honestly. Really? Yeah. I always forget that Spider-Man is part of the MCU. Yeah, I I like Spider-Man. I think he's a lot more relatable, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, he, he, he doesn't have all these, like... He doesn't have quite as much baggage as the other characters. He's not quite as serious. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that mm-hmm. in a character. I've always liked Spider-Man. Yeah. I think Tom Holland and Zendaya just absolutely kicked butt with their acting. Yeah, I was going to say, plus Zendaya is a queen. Fun fact, everyone. I have a little bookmarks folder for my save posts on Instagram, and it's called Queens. Ah. Uh. And I just, like, put pictures of powerful women in that folder as inspiration. And I'm telling you guys, Zendaya is, like, 65% of my queen's folder. <laughs> I should make a queen's folder. It's awesome. Mine mine would be 65% Natalie Portman. Also that. And I think it always comes back to this favorite movie musical. Oh. Have we talked about La La Land on this podcast yet? I don't know. Perhaps we have. Let's talk about La La Land. I haven't seen it. What? I haven't. What? I know. Carrie! I need to watch it. Carriana Jones! I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> this podcast is over because I am deceased. I literally just ascended to heaven and out of my physical body. Oh I, my gosh. Carrie. It's <laughs> unacceptable. It is definitely on the bucket list to watch. Well, we're also watching that when you move up here. Yeah. So unfortunate. I know. Anyhow. Yeah, La La Land. Oh my gosh. Every time I watch La La Land, I like it more. It is shot. I don't even know how to ex- describe to you. The production quality of La La Land is just like beyond the rest of Hollywood. <laughs> They they keep, like, consistent colors throughout the whole movie. Like, the color story is super important. Yeah. It's, it's another one of those movies that I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the aesthetic of it. I like the dance sequences. Yeah. And I like me a good dance scene. Yeah, the dance scenes are amazing. It flows really well in and out of the spoken dialogue. I like Emma Stone. Yes. The camera work. Oh, my gosh. I watched a couple of behind the scenes videos about how they shot scenes like the very beginning of the movie. There's this huge dance scene on the highway in L.A. Yeah, I've seen that clip. Yeah. And the behind the scenes of how they did that scene just makes me appreciate it even more. La La Land is an incredible movie. I got to pick, though, as a musician, I have to pick at the choice of Emma Stone just a little bit. Yeah, I don't really think of her as a singer. She's a great actress. She is not a great singer. Like, you can tell she really, she worked really hard on it. Um, She was an acceptable singer musically, but (laughs) there were so many other actresses, I think, that would have been a good choice that were much stronger singers. That's me, though, watching that movie as a music major. You know what I mean? It's not a thing that the majority of the population is going to watch the movie and be like, oh, her larynx isn't raised or lowered enough. Like... (laughs) <laughs> That's not a thing most people think about, which I accept. <laughs> it's definitely a movie that I should see soon, apparently. Um, yeah. A movie I will see soon, <laughs> apparently. As a person with uh, experience in cameras and editing, I think you'd really appreciate it. Good. What other movie musicals do you like? 
What movie musicals have you seen is the question. I've seen Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. I've seen Fiddler on the Roof, of course. Uh, a classic. Music. Honestly, not that many. Hmm. I feel like I have seen a lot more because I've watched clips of like musical numbers from various movies. But I don't know. I like The Greatest Showman, but I don't like how historically inaccurate it is. That's but true. But if it, if it was historically accurate, it would be a very different movie. P.T. Barnum was not a nice Crazy. person in real life. Yeah. I listened to a pretty hardcore podcast episode about P.T. Barnum one time. It was like right when I was starting to get really into listening to podcasts. And I listened to like a three hour, just basically a dissertation on the life and actions of P.T. Barnum. And it was, I had already seen Greatest Showman by the time I watched it. And I was like, wow, the truth is so different from what the movie did. Yeah. It's always been kind of weird to me. This is a tangent, but I'm going on it anyways. This is the episode of tangents. Yes. It's always been kind of weird to me when movie makers take a historical figure and romanticize and sort of fluff up their life so much. You know what I mean? Like, they're turning these historical people into, like... Likeable people. Romantic ideas. Yeah. Instead of portraying, like, the truth, because we're like, oh, the truth wouldn't be as entertaining. Well, but, like, there are people in history that did amazing things and had great lives and have good stories about them, and I think the more human a story is, the more, for me, the more likable it is. Yeah. Because The Greatest Showman is... Honestly, like, it's an amazing movie, but we have to accept it as almost entirely fictitious. Yeah, and Zac Efron's character didn't even exist. So Yes, exactly. That. They just threw Zac Efron in there for uh, clickbait. They were like, he has abs, put him in. Anyways, besides Zac Efron's abs, I think, in conclusion, we have once again taken a very broad topic, movies. And we've narrowed it down and gone on seven tangents in the process. I was going to say, we've gone on <laughs> a very sporadic revolution through the topic of movies, including some <laughs> tangents about abs and history and movies we haven't seen and um, plugging our hopefully future Patreon, mm-hmm. all that garbage. So with that said... Movies are great. We love movies. Apparently, we both really love animated movies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And apparently, some of us need to watch a few movies to get cultured. uh Uh-huh. We both need to watch Tenet, and you need to watch La La Land so that we can be real friends again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) With that, this has been another episode of us being absolute lunatics on air. If you enjoyed this, go ahead and smash that follow button in Spotify so that you can see our episodes when they drop every single Saturday here on Spotify. And as usual, check out our website at postprodpod.com and follow us on Instagram at rachelhnh and kiri underscore jones. With that, this has been the The post-production podcast. See you later. Nebraska is a boring place, a boring place. place. All right. Bye now. (laughs) Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.